devoted to bringing you some spiritual truth to consider every day, Monday through Friday. Thank you for tuning in. I'm going to read Psalm 73, and then we'll kind of just talk about it as we read along, and then we'll pray. So I always want to say this won't be long, but we'll see what happens. Psalm 73, starting in verse 1. We have the intro. Truly, God is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. Now here's the testimony. But as for me, my feet had almost stumbled, my steps had nearly slipped, for I was envious of the arrogant when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. For they have no pangs until death, their bodies are fat and sleek. They are not in trouble as others are, they are not stricken like the rest of mankind. Therefore pride is their necklace, violence covers them as a garment. Their eyes swell out through fatness, their hearts overflow with follies. They scoff and speak with malice. Loftily, they threaten oppression. They set their mouths against the heavens, and their tongue struts through the earth. Therefore, his people turn back to them and find a fault in them. And they say, How can God know? Is there knowledge in the Most High? Behold, these are the wicked, always at ease. They increase in riches. All in vain have I kept my heart clean and washed my hands in innocence. For all the day long I have been stricken and rebuked every morning. If I had said, I will speak thus, I would have betrayed the generation of your children. The author of the psalm, this says a psalm of Asaph, confesses that he sees the prosperity of those who have turned their back on God, and he's envious. I think we could all relate to this uh, from time to time. We see those who are successful and have no issues and, and, and are brazenly walking without God, walking in unbelief. And from the outside, at least, it looks like they have no problems. They are carefree. They have wealth. They have security. They have friends. They have whatever they could want out of life. It's easy for us, looking on on the outside, to begin to, to covet, to say, why not me, God? Why am I not experiencing some of the prosperity that they are? Me, who's following you, who's trying to do right. I don't always get it right, God, but, I, but I've changed the way that I live because of what you've done in my life. And there's a lot of things to, to unpack there. When we follow God, the prize is not riches or treasures that God brings us. The prize is God himself. And if we have nothing else, we have more than enough in God. But it is easy to fall into that pattern of behavior. I think about celebrities or professional athletes or, or even people around town that you might think of. You can say they want nothing to do with God, and they're doing just fine. What, is the, what does the psalmist do here? Verse 16, But when I thought how to understand this, it seemed to me a wearisome task, until I went into the sanctuary of God, Then I discerned their end. Truly you set them in slippery places. You make them fall to ruin. How they are destroyed in a moment, swept away utterly by terrors. Like a dream when one awakes, O Lord, when you rouse yourself, you despise them as phantoms. When my soul was embittered, when I was pricked in heart, I was brutish and ignorant. I was like a beast toward you. Nevertheless, I am continually with you. You hold my right hand. You guide me with your counsel, and afterward you will receive me to glory. Whom have I in heaven but you, and there is none on earth that I desire beside you. 
My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Well, what do we see? We see two things. First, the author recognizes the truth. His eyes are opened. The truth is illuminated when he does what? When he comes into the house of God, when he comes to worship with the community of Israel for him. And as God is worshiped, as we praise him for who he is and what he has done, God changes the viewpoint, changes what the author sees in reality. The circumstances are the same, only the perspective is different. What's our takeaway? That worship should change our perspective. That when we encounter God, we should leave seeing things differently than we saw them before. Our circumstances might be exactly the same, but when we have beheld God for who he is, when we remember what he can do and what he has already done for us, we will see things differently. And we will look at those people in our lives that seem to be having it all together. And we can know that their end is an eternity away from God. Whatever pleasures they enjoy in this life, they are fleeting. They are short-term, and they will be over in a moment. We should pity these people, not envy them. And the author also sees, Who am I by in heaven but you? And there's nothing on earth I desire besides you. He remembers that God is the treasure. That when we have God, we don't need anything else. And then there's sort of a summary closing two verses here. For behold, those who are far from you shall perish. You put an end to everyone who is unfaithful to you. But for me, it is good to be near God. I have made the Lord God my refuge, that I may tell of all your works. And this should be our story too. That it is good to be near God, and we have made him our refuge, whatever else is going on out there that I may praise him for who he is and what he has done. God, we thank you for uh, your house. God, it is good to gather together as brothers and sisters, as your children, to praise you for who you are, what you have done, God, to uh, hear your word taught, to sing songs uh, of praise and worship to you. God, we pray that when we do this, we would have hearts and minds that are expectant to see you change us, to change our viewpoint, to change our perspective, to see reality a little bit more clearly because we've spent time with you and your people. God, and that we would make this a priority in each and every one of our lives, that we would be changed for the better. Do it for your glory in us and in in Highlands County and our good, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for tuning in for another edition of Let's Talk. Church family, you are loved. Have a blessed day.